Welcome to the Life Pro Podcast, where today I have the pleasure of having Kelly Fabiano, who is a death doula. And our topic today is what can we learn about death? Uh, but before we get into that topic, Kelly, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this topic, even though it's not anything that people like to talk about. I think people like to shove this topic under the carpet, but I think there's a lot we can learn about death. And uh, before we get into that, you know, our fir my first question to you is tell us a little bit more about your journey, what, you know, obviously what you're doing now. Yeah, so... Um... Before I uh, became a death doula, I worked in production finance for over a decade. And um, really, this shift was brought about by COVID. Um, we were quarantined and I was working remotely. And as much as I loved the people that I worked for um, and with, I wasn't really fulfilled in that career. And I didn't even know death doulas existed until quarantine. Um, and then my husband had mentioned that a friend of his graduated from this program and was a death doula. And when he told me what it was that they did, it was like, I was cracked wide open. There was no turning back. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm, I, I'm a very type A personality, the production finance, uh, career, fit very well with the kind of box I put myself in. Um, but when I knew that this was a line of work that was available, it really felt like it was something that I was meant to do my entire life. And so I, I left the nine to five and the 401k and here I am. Well, so explain first, before we get into why you picked it, mm -hmm. explain to people what a death doula is. What, what do you do? So the, I guess, umbrella term is a death doula is someone that provides non-medical, that's really important, um, non-medical holistic support to both the person that is dying and their care community who are often their family members. Right. So you're, you're offering emotional support and preparing them for it's Death. any kind of non-medical support you can imagine from yeah. emotional support, um, creating uh, a ritual or ceremony. Um, I take my clients through a good death exercise. So um, when, it, when they found out that they are dying and that their time is limited, we go through this document that um, covers all of the experiences they want to have, not just the logistics of where's the will, where are your passwords? Do you, you know, do you have a trust? Um, but the, where do you want to be when you die? Who do you want there? Who don't you want there? Um, so that's something, um, legacy support. So I've, um, supported someone in creating, um, their autobiography and, um, also a, uh, documentary. So it, it's just, it's everything. And it's sitting uh, with the person to give loved ones a break because um, we all need respite, especially when we're caring for our loved ones. It's yeah. It takes such a physical and emotional toll. I would imagine. I mean, I, I respect what you do. I could never do that. I, I, I mean, I would imagine a lot of people want to stay away from from that and don't want to face the reality of the situation. Um, so you must have some thick skin to be able to, to handle this. Uh, what are, what are, what are some of the challenges you face with your clients? 
Mm. Well, I have incredibly thin skin. <laughs> so <laughs> I am very, very empathetic and um, I'm highly sensitive. Uh, so I, I think that it's just, for me, it's this balance of, it's such an honor to be able to provide that support. And it feels like such a sacred time. It, it is in my opinion, the most sacred time of our lives. Um, so to be able to be in that space with someone is, I, I can't, I can't possibly describe what an honor it is. And that outweighs the, um, uncomfortableness. That's not a word, uh, or any of the, you know, it it's, it's heavy, but the, it's also the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Yeah. Um, I feel like I didn't answer the second question. What, <laughs> what was, well, I mean, what are some of the challenges? I, 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 mm. I, I think I would come home crying every night to be honest with uh... you. And I do, um, not every night, but I think the, the challenge for me is that I fall and as corny as this sounds, I fall madly in love with all of my clients and when they die, it is devastating. And so I am not, um, immune to the grieving process, uh, even though they weren't my loved one, um, it, I think because we share such an intimate space together, it makes us fast friends. Um, and it's, it's really hard to, it's really hard to let people go. I don't think that ever gets easier, at least not. I mean, I'm only a couple of years and some change in, um, but it hasn't gotten easier thus far. Yeah, I bet. Um, and, you know, the older that we get, the, the closer we get to our, you know, to death. And we have to, you know, people around us, our loved ones, our parents uh, leave us and we have to grasp the reality of the situation. But, mm-hmm. you know, what I think we want to achieve here or where I know we want to achieve is here is what what can we learn from our death? You know, we have mm-hmm. only so much time in this world. We don't know how long it is. Most of us don't know. Um what can we learn? What can we learn from, from death? Well, um, what I've learned so far is that there is a lot of room for love and levity and joy. Um, there is a lot of room for hope in humanity. I've seen people step up for their loved ones in ways that you can't even imagine. Um, I've, I've seen, I've had a couple clients who were completely at peace with the fact that they were dying. They had lived such a full life that they felt okay leaving the life they had. And that blew me away because I don't know that that's the case for most of us. You know, I think we're, we're always clinging to just one more day, one more hour, one more, you know. Um, and I've had the pleasure of, of supporting two people now who have said to me, listen, I've, I've lived a full life. I love how I've showed up. I've, I've gotten to do everything I wanted to, and I'm ready. And it's like, wow. Um, another thing I think we can learn is that facing it 
accepting our mortality really allows us to live a fuller and more authentic life. So for me, who perceivably has many years left of life, who knows, right? But um, the odds are kind of in my favor at this point. Um, I, I found that being able to face the fact that I can die any day, that I'm not promised anything. Again, I, I do think that that sounds cheesy, but it is what's true. Like we are not promised anything beyond the next breath we take. Yeah. And accepting that instead of ignoring it, instead of pretending like it's not happening has allowed me to make the most of the time I have now. It, it inspired me to leave my career. You know, that was really difficult because I'm the 5, 10, 15 year plan girl. Um, but I knew that I just couldn't, I couldn't half live my life anymore. And yeah. um, so I think that really accepting our, our mortality while we're perceivably healthy and young and have a long life to live uh, can only help us in the long run to live a full life. One that we, we feel ready to die from. Right. I completely agree. I mean, if we grasp our mortality, like you said, I've had friends and colleagues that have lost the battle to cancer or had sudden heart heart attacks at a young age. Um, you know, I've I've kind of had to see certain things, and we forget. I think we forget about how we forget about our mortality, and we let small things just bother us and drain us. And I think that's really like the advice that I want to give our listeners is. Hey, you know, whatever situation you're battling on your day to day, you know, you'll get through it. It's as mm -hmm. long as you have your health, um, as long as you're able to love uh, and appreciate every moment of every day and make the most of every day, then, uh, you know, you have hope and you have you have you're you're lucky you have all the wealth in the world. It's not about mm -hmm. how much money you have. The, our number one commodity is our health. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So how, how do we, any advice for, you know, further to this point for people listening on, on how to shift their mentality, how to shift their perspective on life and how to not let, you know, the worries of day-to-day -day problems, whether it be little children, work problems, how do we, how do we advise them to make the changes they need to? Mm. Any, any so ideas? On a on a death doula level, <laughs> I think that, um, that it really is about taking the steps, um, to, to really accepting that our time is limited. Um, and from the logistics, you know, maybe taking care of getting that will in place, um, having a trust if, if that's what, you know, suits mm -hmm. your, um, financial situation, um, and knowing what your disposition wishes are, you know, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Is there another, is there, do you want a green burial? Do you, making those choices um, can take kind of a little bit of the edge off. And yeah. I feel like it gives, it gave me some peace of mind to complete those documents and know, okay, that's taken care of. My wishes are known. Um, and then, you know, uh, so I have a good death plan on my website. It's a free um, offering. I encourage people to download that and fill it out. 
get comfortable. Mm -hmm. I, I have, um, I encourage clients to get cozy with it, get some tea or coffee or wine, whatever beverage of choice and, um, make yourself comfortable and really delve into what you want to experience at end of life. Right. And then on a outside of that, I would say, um, get to know yourself, you know, every day, um, spend some time stretching, you know, beyond your level of comfort just a little bit, um, and do the things that bring you joy every day, do something. It can be small. Um, but really, and, and really come to terms with and discover what it is that makes you, you, what are your core values? What, what is the like trunk of your being? Um, and honoring that and, um, and feeding that, you know, feed your soul every day. Yeah. And you talked about living a full life, right? Some Mm -hmm. of the people that you've dealt with that are at peace with leaving this earth, um, have done the things that they wanted to do. So, you know, not not wasting time uh, on moving forward on your hopes and dreams and desires and making sure that you're in a good place physically, emotionally, and, you know, and and cherishing the time with your loved ones. And I think a lot of people do that. They they work really hard uh, Mm -hmm. in their youth to provide for their kids and their future. And they forget that they need that balance in life. They need to be able to spend that 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 time, that quality time with their loved ones that they can't get back, really, you know. So right. I think that's important to to understand. Um, you know, as we talked about, I I unexpectedly lost my mom four years ago. Mm-hmm. She went into surgery. You know, she's always kind of battling heart issues, but we weren't expecting. You know, she had she was going to elective surgery and she never came back. And uh, you know, obviously that that's been tough on me and really changed my perspective on life and. You know, a lot of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is to, you know, honor her and also give everybody the platform to learn and have a better life because we don't know what the future has in store for me. But one question that always was like, you know, in the back of my mind and is and it's been kind of a debate for me is what are the advantages of knowing that you're going to die versus suddenly passing? Do you have any perspective on? I know we don't have any control over it, but um, where where, can you give us a little bit of insight on on that perspective, like knowing you're gonna die, versus Mm, the advantages the advantages for the person that's dying or the loved ones. Well, let's talk about both. (laughs) Okay. Um. Well, uh, unfortunately from the vantage point of a sudden death, I I can't speak much on behalf of the people that die because I don't know. Um, I don't know if they would have preferred that. Um, I do know that one of the clients I had for the longest amount of time, he had been slowly dying for yeah. over 10 years. Yeah. And um, so there was so much anticipatory grief for him Um, he was a very active man. And so he lost the ability to walk and to move around. Um, and that was really hard for him. Um, and so there were many little deaths during that period of time 
that was very, very hard for him. And it was hard for his family as well. Um, which is part of, you know, um, my, my father, um, had a very similar, uh, end of life as this gentleman. And that's a huge part of why I do what I do, because as you were saying earlier, you know, my dad worked his entire life from 11 and a half. He, uh, delivered newspapers all throughout his life. He worked every, you know, he worked 40 plus hours and, um, he only retired because he got cancer and he had to go through radiation and he could no longer do what he did. Um, and then he died. And I just, it, it, it really, really, uh, it kills me, no pun intended, that he was someone that worked so hard and that deserved this like beautiful retirement and to go on all of the adventures and do all of the things that he put off for when retirement came and it just never happened. Um, sorry, I went off on a tangent there. Um, so I think, I don't know that I, I don't know that one's better than the other, but they're very different. (laughs) Long story long. I think it it comes down to suffering, right? If you're suffering Mm. for a long time, that's not a good thing. So yes, maybe you want some time to be able to say the unsaid, have that time to have some closure, but you, you, if there's a fine line between, you know, having to suffer for many years and making the ones around you suffer. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with the sudden passing where I had to kind of deal with, uh, I don't know if I had that closure. I don't know if I ever got that closure. And, you know, it, t- it maybe took me longer to, to cope with it. And, you know, agree the grieving process it evolves through, you know, through the years and you're old, I think as if, when you lose a parent, especially a mother, uh, as a son, I think that, uh, you're always going to be grieving to a certain extent, like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's becomes a part that grief just becomes a part of you and it, it changes you and it changes your perspective on life mm-hmm. to a point like, Hey, I don't want to, you know, like I said, I don't, I, I don't want to sweat these things. I don't want to sweat the little things because, mm-hmm at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you know, we can I make just, all, all the money in the world. We don't take it with us. No, no. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you could <laughs> physically <laughs> take it with you, but I mean, I find your journey so inspiring. I think that, you know, and I hope that you give yourself credit for that, that yeah. you took a, a devastating, situation, devastating life event. And through your grief, you created this beautiful outlet. Um, and I, I do, I agree with you. You know, I don't think that I'm ever going to, I don't know that I'll ever have closure with my dad's death. And that was years and years in the making. Um, there's always something I I wish I had said or done. Right. Right. Um, but grief, I feel like it just becomes a companion and you just learn to either do something with it. Um, or you can try and push it aside and you're, you're taking this great grief and you're, you're creating something beautiful with it. And it's just really inspiring. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. I mean, that's like you said, that's all, that's all we can do. You realize that like whatever emotions you feel, 
you want it to help build you up, not break you down. Mm-hmm. And I I would imagine that's uh, how you deal with your clients, right? Like use this inevitable experience that we all have to go through as, hey, we all have to go through it at some point. You know, this mm-hmm. is just your time and we need to deal with it. There's nothing we can do about it. You know, there's nothing yeah. we can change. This is what this is what we were destined for. Yeah. I can I share one memory I have of please, my please. okay please do um so uh, the this is the the same client that I worked with for the the longest period of time um and when he died um right after the um the mortuary came and and took him um his daughter and son-in-law had asked what was left to do. Um, did they do everything he wanted? And I looked at the, the wishes that we had gone over and they had honored as a family, each and everything he asked for. And that just, it, it brought tears to my eyes. And, um, I hope I never forget that moment when you know you get to look at the family and say you did everything he wanted yeah yeah you gave him everything he wanted every single thing yeah i just what a gift Absolutely. like i i yeah anyway <laughs> i mean that's all that's all we can do for our loved ones is to be able to mm-hmm. honor them and respect them and give give them all the love that we can and and give them mm-hmm. everything that we can and mm-hmm. And uh, hope that same happens for us, you know, when it's our time. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, you know, this is another question that I have. And given your experience, you know, I feel like after a certain age, the quality of life drops. And I don't think anybody wants to live forever, you know, unless they're super healthy. Is there you know, it's probably a weird question. Is there, is there an optimal age to live? Like, is that, does that ever cross your mind? Like, Hey, I want to live to a hundred and I'm good after that. <laughs> I mean, I ask myself that, you know, I think for my, for myself, if I, um, if I'm healthy and can move around and I'm not in pain, I'd love to live till I'm maybe in my nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think, anything i i don't want to live forever <laughs> this, <laughs> this world it can be a painful place i i yeah. you know i don't yeah. necessarily want to do this uh eternally <laughs> um but i don't i don't think there's so for instance my 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 grandparents they they died in their in their late 60s early 70s um so fairly young yeah. uh whereas my husband's, uh, he has two grandparents still living at 86 and I think 88 and they are living their retirement dreams. They're loving it. They're both very active, moving around, enjoying life, being social. So we think it really depends on what, where, where you stand physically, emotionally, um, at what, where your health is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We got I think we got to maintain, like I, I play basketball with a bunch of guys. We play with a guy that's 
70, 71, I think now, and he's moving around the basketball court healthy. And it's because he's continued in, to keep himself mm-hmm. in shape and he's keep, keep himself young. Um, a lot of it is, you know, uh, is headspace. It's, it's, you know, your mind, if you, if your mind is sharp, like you can keep your body sharp and do all the things necessary. And obviously health and exercise, eating and exercise and going to the doctor and doing all the things necessary to keep yourself going. And, you know, we talked about our loved ones, like we, we need to help keep ourselves sharp for them. Right. We need to be able mm-hmm. to be, to, to, you know, it's, I think dying is toughest on the people around us. I think dying is easy for the person because once you die, that's it. Everybody else is here to feel the pain, but you're gone. You're in peace. I mean, that's mm-hmm. my perspective. That's my perspective on things. Yeah. When after after they die, it's easier on them than the after. Yeah. Yeah. I, Lead, leading would, up at stuff. Yeah. I it's it it can it can be, at least from what I've observed, it can be a really, really scary time for the person that's dying. But then yeah, then they're they're gone and and the yeah. people that love them are left, you know, to pick up the pieces and yeah. Well, go what on do you about them? So you you mentioned being scared. What do you what do you do to help them calm down and grasp? Is there is there a process that you, that you go through to help them? That's one of my favorite things. Um, is is being a space for and, and it kind of. I guess not stranger, but someone that doesn't come with history and baggage with them. Um, so they can tell me, you know, I'm pissed. I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm ready. Just, I, I wish it would happen right now. Um, uh, just anything that they're feeling, um, it's, it's an honor to be able to hold space for that, for them and know that they have an outlet, you know, they don't have to to keep it with them. Um, that was, that was another reason why I do what I do. Cause when my dad was dying, nobody talked about it. He didn't talk about it. Um, and you could tell that he was terrified and he had no one to share that with. And he just didn't, we weren't the right people to share it with. He didn't feel safe sharing that with us. And I get that. Um, but I want, I want people to feel like they can express how they're feeling when they're dying. Um, That has to be such a heavy weight to hold all on your own. Yeah. I would imagine they don't want to push that burden on their loved ones and they keep it inside. So you give them that platform, you give them that connection and that comfort level where they can speak about their emotions and just let it out. Mm -hmm. Cause that's all, that's all we can do. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. But it really is. So I really, I really commend you for what you do. I know it's hard. I know that uh, I know that there's reasons why you're doing what you're doing, and it, it's it's your calling in life. And uh, I hope that you know we people listening listen to their intuition and follow their hopes and dreams and their callings and grasp their mortality to help them live a better life. And you know that's that's the whole concept of the Life Pro podcast is you know life. Life doesn't come with a manual. Life doesn't always come with like instructions or, you know, we don't know what our end is going to be like. We don't know what our journey is going to be like. There's things that are under, not under our control that we need to just understand the universe has a plan for us and make the most out of each day. Um, That being said, one thing I ask everybody is what is one thing you want to teach the world does not have to be related to the topic is, do you have any, 
anything that you like to, you know, teach your loved ones or your clients or the people around you? Um, that I want to teach or that I've learned? Because uh, I, I have a Either learned. Way. Either okay. way is fine. Let's go with learned. <laughs> I have learned that um, humanity can be so incredibly beautiful. Like we, we can do some really amazing things. Um, I've just, I've been amazed at, at watching how loved ones have showed up for their, their person that's dying. And it's, it's, I mean, just, yeah, it's, it's life altering. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, I guess what all that comes down to is the only thing we really need in life is love and everything Mm -hmm. will, will sprout from that will grow from that, whether it's a career or loved ones, or that that's probably the most powerful thing we could ever have for somebody is love. Mm -hmm. I agree. Is there, is there a book that you loved that might've changed your life? So it's, and I'm going to butcher the name because I'm saying this on a podcast. (laughs) Um, So it's a short story actually. And it's by um, Toni Morrison and it's called Recite Tiff, Recite Tiff. Mm. Um, I wish I had it with me so I could show you. (laughs) I'm totally messing up the name. It's Um, it's complicated. before there was the uh, gold and white dress and black and blue, you know, the dress where you're like, which yeah. do you see? Yeah. Um, have you ever read that uh, short story by? Okay. No, I haven't, but I will. Um, it's incredible. Um, and it challenges your perception, your biases, all of the, like your, um, it's, it's a short story about two best friends. One is black, one is white. Hmm. You don't know which one is which. And you notice as you're reading that you're assigning a skin color to the person and they're switching. You're like, wait, 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 what I thought, oh, I thought, and you, it makes you face your own yeah. bias. And you're, it's, it's definitely reminded me of that, of that yeah. dress where people are seeing yeah. what they, what they can and they can't see the other way. Right. Um, it's, it, that was, I recommend that to anyone. It's, yeah. it's a ride. You're definitely on in for a ride. And it, and it relates to our topic, right? Like death could be very bad or very good, right? Like if mm-hmm. we, if we capture, if we can able to look at it in the beauty of death, that, that, you know, it helps us live a better life. Um, and also understand that like, you know, that's, it's part of our journey and the beauty and like living this, we can't live forever. So let's make the most mm-hmm. out of life. So yeah, it's pers- yeah. perspective, perspective is everything. It, you know? it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. So how can people follow you, get in touch? I think you mentioned your website. Why don't you plug some of that? Okay. So my website is lifeanddeathwithkelly.com. I'm a life coach and a death doula. So that's the life and death. Um, and then if um, you're looking for pure, you know, um, positive, death positive content, um, I'm on Instagram uh, under till death doula parts. Awesome. So you can find me there. Well, I had a lot of fun talking to you and I, you gave me a lot of perspective on life and death. Um, really was a pleasure. I had a lot of fun talking to you today. Same here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, again, continue doing what you're doing. You're doing uh, amazing work and, uh, you know, I'm sure your clients are very lucky to have you. 
Thank you. You're doing amazing work as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. I, rem I remind everybody to like, follow, and share. Help us spread the word. Take care, Kelly. Bye.